Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. You will destroy them. blood, child of wrath, the time of contempt is nigh. The world will die amidst frost and be reborn of the new sun. Reborn of elder blood, of the seed that has been sown. A seed that will not sprout, but will burst into flame. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with my good buddy, Toasty. Toasty, how you doing today? doing good uh ready to talk about episode five probably yeah one of the uh one of the bigger episodes i think in this season yeah 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 so uh so we are just so people know this isn't a live episode i mean we're live as we record this but we aren't broadcasting this live because toasty currently while this episode is going out to you is off on some adventure somewhere he had to go kill some monsters so this episode is pre-recorded ahead of time so uh but we will be back at the normal time next week so come join us on monday night when we return and uh this episode is all about season two episode five we will be going like we normally do through the recap of the episode in the first half and then dialing into some of our impressions, some of our our feelings and thoughts, and some of the very specific details we want to point out that we don't hit on in the first half of the episode, in the second half of the episode. So, Toasty, what are we talking about with this episode? Where do we start? Because there's a, there's a lot that goes on in this episode. This is another very packed... It's a hefty episode. <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is a very, very detailed episode. So, where do we start? All right, well, uh, we're going to start, and, and this is a bit of a probably this is this is advanced so this is going to be two episodes ahead of before but i'm gonna forget this when we record the patron episode so Mm -hmm. dating us a little bit here um but i I mentioned in the episode of the season uh, episode four season two episode four uh this will be two episodes podcast episodes ago for people um I mentioned something about how the witchers kind of believe that you don't need to uh, have mutagens on a child of surprise. So I, I, I definitely uh, wanted to clear up some confusion because I had some questions uh, that people were asking about um, specifically uh, mistaken in the fact that child of surprise, but a child of destiny. So not right, all child right. of children of surprise are children of destiny speaking. So like, Siri is very specifically a child of destiny and it shows a season one was all about that. Right. Like the relationship between her and Geralt's destiny. And I just want to clear that up for, for people. I'm sorry for the confusion. Uh, right. Yeah, there's a it, lot of stuff up here in this brain. It happens. <laughs> it, it happens. Yeah. I, I do so. things like this all the time. I'm, I'm constantly uh, forgetting to say something or saying the wrong word and having to adjust it later. Because when you're talking live on a podcast about things, sometimes 
the right thing doesn't always come out of your mouth right at the right moment. Uh, but it's it's so much easier while you're listening to a show to be like, no, it's this, it's this, it's this, because you weren't yep. the one talking through the whole hour of the episode and yeah. missed one little detail. So, but yeah, so we're, we're re, you know, please let us know if we do miss anything. We are human beings. We'll go back and we'll, we'll revise and we'll let you guys know, hey, you're right. We messed up. This is what it actually is. Uh, Considerately, of course. Considerately. uh, Constructive criticism. Yeah. Thank you to Poppy Goose for pointing that out to me on uh, on Discord. I appreciate it. Um, Sorry for the confusion again. So um, as for the episode... Uh, we we start uh, with Oxenfurt. So this is going to be another thing where we're splitting up the areas here because things are pretty much happening kind of in key locations. So we got Oxenfurt, we got Centro, we got Caremore. We're going to start with Oxenfurt. So with Oxenfurt, we uh, this is probably not exactly in Oxenfurt, but we're not entirely sure where it's at. But uh, we get our first glimpse of Ryons. Mm-hmm. here um so we get this lady uh, i think her name's lydia i believe is what they said she's walking down she she comes to to Ryan's cell he's a he's a prisoner has been for 10 years he looks so, ragged yeah he's ragged and he's just snapping his fingers over and over again um you know kind of you're not entirely sure what to get out of it is it some sort of like nervous tick is he like kind of losing it here, but it seems like he's still pretty well put together for someone who's been in prison for 10 years. Um, and she basically gives him an offer of, uh, you, know, you get, you get out of prison, but you got to find this person. Uh, you got to hunt down Gerald. So, you know, he, he's a little off at first, but he agrees to it because, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't you <laughs> yeah. want to to get out of prison <laughs> 10 years out of prison i'd rather do anything yeah okay great yep. yes yeah so uh and it cuts to uh the performance that we saw last episode of yaskier singing his burn butcher burn with an, an extra added detail of ryan's being in the audience uh, listening to it mm-hmm. so he was there um and then we find out that ryan's uh we saw yaskier was taken at the end of the last episode that's Ryan's. He took him, uh, yeah. took him back to the bar and is basically asking, questioning Yaskier on where Geralt is at, which He's makes like, if anyone sense. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like yeah, I think you're probably about to say if anybody would know, why not the bard who has written all of these songs about him, all of his exploits, all the things that he's doing. It seems that Yaskier would be the one who would happen to know what Geralt's up to. Yep, that's exactly what I was right. about to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, he's basically, you know, and he's doing all kinds of scary stuff uh, here. You know, he's all in the shadows, super like uh, spooky. And we find out that that snapping thing that he was doing was a, uh, I guess, a habit from him using his magic because as he snaps, fire lights at the the tip of his thumb, um, which you know, so. One, he's a mage, uh, and two, he's using fire magic, mm-hmm. which, as we know, uh, usually frowned upon and can have very dangerous consequences. And this dude is just like casually using it, so he's obviously not someone to joke with. Yeah, um, yeah, intimidating guy. Uh, we cut to Jennifer, she uh, 
she basically gets off the ship and because uh, she's going to go, she's going to go find him. She feels like she owes it. Um, and Kair goes on his way on the boat with the elves back to Sintra, but she gets off. She talks to, um, uh, she calls herself a horse. So I'm just going to use Right. Yeah. Yeah. She calls herself that is, is that's the term that she chooses. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, yeah, she seems pretty, pretty solid with that identity. <laughs> she's, yeah. Yeah. That's she's just cool who she with is. It. Um, she's cool. She's confident about it. That's yeah. what we love to see. Um, but yeah, so Yin's asking her to see if she can find out if Yaskier's been in prison somehow, because obviously Yennefer, she can't exactly go up to the guards and ask because she's wanted. Um, so she pays her uh, some some money, uh, and the she the the whore runs off to go find out what happened, um, uh-huh. and then we see. Uh, some people being uh taken by guards um probably more elves um and Yennefer's really trying to use magic here uh and she's getting tempted by the deathless mother whispering in her ear we see like a freaky thing going on with her hand mm-hmm. um basically the deathless mother is like all you have to do is like ask and you can have your magic back kind of and it's like Ooh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, but she gets run into, um, by the horse to come back, um, and tells her that there's no one who's been taken, uh, by the guards that matches that description. But, uh, usually whenever I'm looking for my man, I find him in the last place I found him. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yes. Jennifer is like, <laughs> okay i'll check the bar i guess <laughs> so which conveniently enough that's where they are yeah so ryan's is uh, we cut back ryan's is uh obviously very talented he's talking about his ability to use fire magic without consequences mm-hmm. um so he's obviously very confident in his abilities maybe a little cocky um and he's torturing askier you know he's kind of it's seen that he's like beating him a bit he's trying to burn him with fire uh and he doesn't believe that yaskier doesn't know where Geralt's at but um, we know but the, the whole thing with the scene is that we know poor yaskier just doesn't know yeah yaskier would probably say because he's <laughs> he's not a tough guy he's <laughs> right. he folds very easily right and he um, just doesn't know and, and we can tell that he's he's like at his wits end he's like i he just doesn't know yeah so uh, but obviously it's it's it shows that yaskier knows a little bit of details from things like he <laughs> the that was a great line he he grunts and i turned it to beautiful stories um but he does mention how Geralt mentions a keep in the mountains and he turned it into a magical hideaway so i guess he knows about the existence of caramoran right um but he doesn't exactly know where it is where it is um jennifer shows up she's pretending to be yaskier's uh drunk wife i love <laughs> this performance and i love the fact and and uh, you know if, if we don't get through all the all the recap at the beginning we'll we'll split it up and put it some of it on the second half but i, I feel like there are points in the recap where we just have to chime in and talk about the things that we really do like on, on the show and the the fact that yen even without her magic is still resourceful. She's still smart. 
And the fact that she knows that she can come into the situation and play upon the things that this other person doesn't know. Like, who is this guy? What is he doesn't he probably doesn't know much about Yaskier. And so she's like, okay, well, I'm going to play the drunk wife who's wondering where her husband is because he hasn't come home all night. And she just plays it up and she just goes with it. And it's this scene is so good. And, and of course, uh, it shows a bit like it, he may seem like a dimwit at times, but Yaskier is mm-hmm. resourceful too because he immediately, without hesitating, picks it he's up. In on, yeah, he's yeah. in on it. Um, so, um, and I, I wonder here they didn't show it unless there's like details in the back that maybe we weren't focusing on. I wonder if Yennefer was like scouting this a little bit before because she obviously comes up with this plan, which I will tell you about now. Um, because basically she goes along, tries to be the drunk wife, uh, tells Ryan's off. <laughs> right. Um, right. Just stumbles and, in like nothing's going on. Like, who yeah. are you? Give me my husband back kind of thing. Yeah. And, and Ryan's obviously is not, he doesn't have the patience for it. So he is like basically slams her up against the pole and is threatening her with the fire. And she had taken a swig of her drink and she sp- like spews it out of her mouth, which of course it's alcohol, probably high proof. Yeah. Um, so that flame goes back in Ryan's face, right. um, which I feel like she had to have like, at least like leaned in to see something because like, that's obviously that, that plan is very much constructed for the fire magic. Right. Right. She so. uses it against him, which is, which is brilliant. And yeah. you know, it, very clearly plays into her intelligence, her, her ability to think on the spot and, and be quick with it. I mean, she's got experience. Though. I mean, she's been alive for like 50 years more at this point, 60 years. Yeah. So, um, you know, she's, she's, she's got experience. So, and that obviously helps with that too. So, um, but obviously she's just a badass. So, but we say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they, so like i said she sprays that he gets a whole lot of fire in his face burns his face he's screaming on the floor she gets yes gear loose they take off um they're running through the streets they hide in an alley when they are accosted by some just random dudes who i guess looking for a good time um and i <laughs> you know you know present her wits in at this point <laughs> she's just straight <laughs> kicks the dude between the legs yes. yeah and then they start running again um which yaskier uh kind of tells her to go a separate way uh gets the attention of the guys and uh at least lures some of them off i don't think he gets all of them off of her but he gets some of them off mm-hmm. again uh, again being more brave than we've seen before mm-hmm. uh but so he he goes they split uh yennefer's trying to hide uh the the whore is at her house, which is can, is like whore. nearby. Right. Um, they don't give us a name. I know. I know. I love like, that it just keeps coming up, and we just have to keep calling her the whore. But yes, she, yeah. Yes. Um, basically, like you know, tells her to come in. You know, I'll hide you. Uh, but uh, she's been paid off by the guards, um, mm-hmm. and they uh, they are there waiting for her, and they capture her. Um, so 
obviously money is what matters in this situation right and it uh, also plays into the fact that like the guards were on to something because she went and asked the guards if somebody had been <laughs> found she probably gave more information about the woman who sent her that woman was familiar as the person the guards were looking for and the guards were like all right tell her where she is tell us you know let us know where you know they, they work something out with her so it fills in the background as to like okay this makes sense they they paid yeah. off the whore in order to catch Jennifer because she was wanted. So the guards kind of know what's up. Yeah. So uh, the next thing we see, Gaskier is obviously shaking his tail and uh, is uh, looking in on, he finds Jennifer again and is looking in the window. She's been caught. She's in handcuffs. Um, and she is being talked to again by the deathless mother, you know, telling her, all you have to do is say it. Um, so, and I guess at this point, Jennifer has got, she doesn't see any other way out at this point. So she gives in, um, does that, that little chant, uh, you know, turn your back to the forest, hut, hut, turn your front to me, hut, hut. And she is, she's gone. Just, <laughs> she yeah, has out of there. And it's like a cool buildup too, because we see like kind of like the embers rising like in front of her. So like kind of the fire still going on here. Um, so yeah, and she's gone. Uh, Yaskier gets captured by the guards because he's peeping through a window. Um, <laughs> right, right. So he gets taken off to jail, and uh, the deathless mother is kind of they're in this weird temporal space or something, um, and she tells her. Uh, what you have to do in order to get your power back is to bring this person to Sintra, to the monolith. Mm -hmm. um, and we see that that person is Siri. Yep. So, yep. and Yennefer doesn't know who Siri is yet. She still has no knowledge of her. So, right. Cause everybody's been divided up, up until this point still, mm -hmm. or she's been divided from the rest of, you know, the cast, <laughs> the rest yep. of the, the individuals. And so she's like, all right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the deathless mother wants Siri for some reason. Yep. And that is, that is our Oxenford journey. Um, we yeah. move on to, to Sintra, um, which for this first part, I'm not entirely sure exactly where it is, but it's nearby. Um, we get, the scene from the last episode uh, where Geralt's shows up in the place because she's been teleported by Triss. He's he been teleported he's by been Triss. Right. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. Um, Istrid is complaining about monoliths. This uh -huh. dude. Because it's just all he cares about. He says no worries. He has two things he cares about. Mm -hmm. Yennefer and monoliths. And that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so um, he's he's confused. He's obviously, obviously found something going on with them, but he doesn't really know what it is. Um, Geralt shows up. They have a little bit of a standoff here. Geralt tells him that uh, Triss sent him because he's like the leading expert on monoliths. I love how Geralt just like sits down. <laughs> it's like, he's like, <laughs> he doesn't like portaling and that's right. true. Like, right. But he also is just like portals. totally not threatened. You know, like Istrid's like all on guard. He's like, who are you? What's, what's going on? And Geralt's like, uh, <laughs> just sits down. Like, like, uh, I don't care. 
I'm not, I'm not a threat to you. Whatever. <laughs> Basically, yeah, like uh, his body, funny. his body uh, language just is just, just like, just give me a second. <laughs> just, I mean, like, no yeah. offense to Istrid, but he's like one of the most non-threatening characters in this entire show. Right. Like, I mean, he's a mage. Like, I'm sure he could do something. But at the same time, uh, yeah. Geralt's, Geralt's just like doesn't like portals. And, and two, just doesn't he just doesn't give a you know, he just sits down. It's just like, hold hey, on, hold look, on a second. Geralt should be careful. Istrid <laughs> might start lecturing him on monoliths or he something. Might, he might. <laughs> and the importance to our history of... <laughs> oh, man. Um, but <laughs> anyways, um, uh, Geralt needs his help because Istrid's expert on monoliths and he wants to know specifically about the monolith the Siri broke. Istrid is like... Uh, there's no way a monolith broke. That just doesn't make any sense. Um, but Geralt takes out the head of the the bug monster and throws <laughs> right. it on the floor. And it's like, huh, okay, I believe you now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Weird. <laughs> point is proven with scary bug heads. Um, so, uh, but they're nearby Sentra. Um, and so they go off uh, to look for this monolith find out that monoliths are nearly impossible to break. Um, it takes like some sort of like huge force in order to accomplish it far more than uh, what seems capable naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, just more a show of just how insane series powers are. Um, Geralt's. <laughs> it also, it also harkens back to the first season and um, the expression on uh uh what's his face um crap names always fall out of my freaking head when when siri's getting away and she screams and kair's express like siri screams and the monolith breaks and falls down and kair looks at her like what the (laughs) like like kair's expression is like like at first when that happens my my thought was that he's like freaking out because she's getting away but once we know that like monoliths don't just break and Kair is probably an educated dude, like he's in charge of an army. He's, he's been around the aristocracy. He's probably educated. He probably knows some things. And the fact that like, she just screamed and broke a monolith is probably really, really freaking him out a little bit at this point too, you know? And he's probably going like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like this just happened. <laughs> like that really makes that scene feel more, impressive and kind of nuts yeah so uh Geralt's is kind of Istrid's kind of giving his reasoning because he's saying that he was coming to Sintra because he wants to help the elves um which Geralt just tells him that regardless of like what you're doing here you just ended up helping people to kill more people Mm -hmm. um pretty much just like uh, they obviously aren't seeing eye to eye on their reasonings for uh, the sides that they're choosing to help in this war. Um, they get stopped by some soldiers. They take them out, move on to the monolith. Istrid is like super surprised because at this point he still hasn't believed Geralt. I don't think fully until he sees just this giant chasm in the ground yeah. where the monolith fell through the earth and <laughs> like split it, um, which we see, I feel like it's even bigger than it shows in season one. Like this is massive. Yeah. Um, it seems like it like spread more or something. It was, 
it was it was just a lot it was a lot so uh Istred wants to be a nerd and and look into it further Geralt needs to find out about the monsters but Istred's like monoliths yeah, gotta right. learn about monoliths <laughs> um, he's like whatever monsters monoliths yeah. so they yeah. get down there into that chasm Geralt can't find any evidence of monsters um, which, you know, with, you know, big old Leshen and uh, weird mutated bug monster, you should see some proof, but there's just nothing there. Right. Except for the shattered monolith. Uh, they talk, we're, we're getting, uh, this is the, the episode where they talk about the conjunction, which is really nice. Um, so this here is an extension of what they started talking about in the Care Morin stuff, which we will talk about a bit more um basically uh, about how when the the thought before was when all of the spheres collided with each other they were all dispersed and formed just this one big sphere but now they're coming to realize that the spheres basically bounced off of each other so they collided made this new sphere but then kind of start not didn't it didn't make a new sphere but it collided into the sphere that was already here basically dropped off everyone and then went back. Uh, so they still exist. And the monoliths are acting as conduits to those original spheres. So like gateways that things can come through. So like the monsters that we saw before came from the, the spheres that are still out there through the conduit conduit of the monolith into this one. Right. So, right. So starting things weren't destroyed during the conjunction they still exist yes there's other stuff um, out there still which is a big revelation in in this world yeah um you know and and that'll be uh, explored even further i think when we start getting into newer seasons whenever that happens um so they they kind of come to this realization uh then they also start kind of Istrid gets a little personal, says that he came to Sintra because he was really just like hoping that someone he cared for was going to be here. Um, they kind of get into details uh, and uh, Istrid drops Yin uh, or Yennefer's name. Um, and Geralt's like, Yennefer Vangerberg? And he's like, you know Yenna and Carol's like it's Yen. <laughs> right. He's fighting over nicknames, which is great. Uh, yeah, we get the, let me get the old boyfriend <laughs> argument thing going on. Yeah, uh, just for everyone uh, who listens to the podcast, it's Yen, and and we will not accept anything else okay it's <laughs> that is the only acceptable nickname. Um, so and, and Carol finds out she's alive. He didn't know. But Istra tells him, you know, like, yeah, she was after the stuff at Aratusa, she came and she was supposed to come here. And it's like, holy cow, Yennefer's alive. And he, we see that he's obviously very, like, emotionally happy about that. Um, then, uh, while some crazy stuff that we'll go into further for the Care Morn part um, starts happening on that side uh we see that weird things are happening here the pieces of the monolith kind of like pick up into the air and just start like swirling uh down the path they have to duck behind the bigger pieces of the monolith so they don't get shredded um because this stuff is like obsidian and will just cut you um from what it looks like anyways um and then we see a big old monster with wings uh it it comes 
marching down the uh the chasm they're like oh shit and then it just takes off yeah it's gone and it's like okay this is weird um and the kind of the the last thing we see about this part is that istrid uh does a little bit of digging into uh the family lineage of of siri trying to see back where they dated and he comes across uh, a point where it just stops at uh at fiona of centra or fiona of something um who's it just stops there there's nothing predating that and we can see on the other side of things there's a whole like big old line still going up so mm-hmm. it's it's very suspicious um and he's he's definitely looking into that hey you know what's crazy tom what he found something else that wasn't monoliths to obsess <laughs> he found a monolithic uh family lineage because it didn't go back on a second line there was only one that was that was good right. that was a good one that All was right. a good one right. that was a good one um and then the the other final thing we see here is that Kair's finally gotten back to Sintra. Yep. Uh, he shows up for better or uh, worse. He's, <laughs> yeah. He's trying to, he's trying to kind of get in. Everyone's trying to hold him back. Cause they're like, who are you? And he's, <laughs> he's like, like, I'm uh, freaking Kair. Let yeah, me in. Uh, dude. Uh, we get his full name, um, which I didn't write down, but yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm Kair fancy Frenchy. pants. Got funny face guy. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, Frangilla recognizes him tells him welcome back uh i would just like to point out uh she looks terrified <laughs> yes yeah she's not she too happy not that he's back look happy to see him he's been enjoying the fact that he's not around because she yeah. has kind of free reign on yeah. uh, leadership without him there um yeah so tell you what since uh we're at the middle of the show why don't we save the care more and stuff till after the mid break because we got to go thank our patrons and mm-hmm. we'll be right back very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right, here we are in the middle of the show, and no new patrons this week. But then again, we are recording this episode early, so if you have signed up in the last two weeks, since this is a two-week early recording, then we will call you out next week on the show so thank you if you have um and also no new reviews to read out yet because again this is a pre-recorded episode but thank you if you have taken the time to leave a rating or review on apple podcasts we really do appreciate it it really does help and if you're currently listening to this on spotify then please 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 you know who you are almost half of our audience listens to this on spotify take a second to Go scroll, go to the page where you can see all the different episodes, scroll all the way up to the top where you can see the name of the show and or the name of the podcast, the description and go click on the rating. Drop us a five star rating if you would. That would be amazing because it's it's super important on Spotify because I found out that when you search things on Spotify, Spotify now ranks things in order of rating, not in order of number of downloads. So the quality of the show really does matter. So if you take the time to do that, we would appreciate it. And if we hit 200 or when we hit 250 five star ratings, 
or, or just ratings in general, Toasty will turn into Geralt of Ruvia by dyeing his hair white. And it's going to be amazing. And you can see, we'll share pictures if you don't watch the video version of the podcast, or you can just check out the video version of the podcast. It's going to be great. He's going to look like an old man because nobody will understand why he has white hair. And it's going to be hilarious. Um, but thank you to everybody who helps support the show. If we've done anything to help you get through your work day, your work week, your workout, or preparing for a journey where you're going to go do mysterious things in a faraway land like Toasty here, then go to patreon.com slash witcherlorecast where you can get ad-free episodes early or you can join us at future episodes of the show like the patron episode you probably just listened to before this episode which was great was it it was such a good episode wasn't it toasty it was so it was good. really yeah it was it was probably my favorite patron episode it was so the best. far it was i think so, it was so good i um, love our patrons they're the yeah, best good thing i didn't date us earlier in the video already. <laughs> <laughs> earlier in the episode we'll just video. we'll just pretend that we've already heard that episode <laughs> and then we're not, not time traveling um, yep. but if you'd like to join us in february for the end of the month patron episode then all, I, all you have to do is sign up at a tier four or higher patron tier and you can come join us and um there's a bunch of other different tiers where you can get all sorts of different things and you know what if we you know what i would like to do toasty i'd love to design us some t-shirts and some stickers mm-hmm. For the Patreon, I know uh, our other Patreons that have been around longer have those as well. And when I do that, we're not going to change the prices of, of the tiers. We're just going to add them in to the current mm-hmm. tiers. And they will be <coughs> rewards that you can get if you sign up at tier three or tier four. So um, I need to come up with some ideas first. It's going to take some time to get those designs in. But I would love to do that. So that's that's on the horizon. It's something that I would like to get get to maybe in the next month or two. So, um, you know, give me some thoughts. If you have some thoughts on designs that would be cool to work in for T-shirts, things that aren't copywritten, you know, like we can't take like art from the Witcher games and use it. But we could take something really cool or something designed by the community or uh, text and use stylized text in a cool way. So if you've got some ideas for t-shirts that would be really cool for the community, for patrons, give me some ideas and we'll we'll see what I can do with that. Um, but that's what we got for the middle of the show. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to all 12 of our, of our patrons. You guys really do help us make this a priority to do every week. We really do appreciate it. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. All right, so here we are back to the recap, and we have one more place to go. We're going back to the mountains, back mm-hmm. to the fortress of Kermorin. Yep. Uh, and probably, I would argue, probably the biggest part of this episode and what makes it uh, so up there. Uh, and its importance. Mm. <clears throat> so, yeah, it, this one is is mainly because Geralt's not here right now. So uh, this, this includes mainly Siri and Triss and a little bit of Vesemir. Um, so Triss walks out to the uh, big old training contraption that uh, we're calling the pendulum, even though it's not technically. Um, it's got a pendulum thing on it. Yeah. Right. Sure. Close enough. <laughs> so, uh, series out there training on dummies again. Um, she's obviously very focused on this. Triss is 
telling her that you're not challenging yourself with that. You should come do something that will actually challenge you and practice, you know, learning magic because that's why I'm here. Um, uh, and she, you know, says like, I'll be in a minute. Trish starts going back. Vesemir comes out and, uh, he's obviously still caught up about the, like the possibility that series of blood, uh, presents with uh, cr the cr like creating new witchers um tris isn't really for it but she ends up conceding saying that like if if this happens it needs to be her decision yeah like siri has to agree to this um which is fair obviously <clears throat> and uh so siri comes back in from her training uh vesemir uh you know decides to talk with her uh, a little bit, which <laughs> I love the start of this conversation because he's like, you know, when you first got here, I thought you'd be some spoiled pampered princess, <laughs> uh, which you still are, but you're also pretty cool. <laughs> right. Like, right. All right. Vesemir. <laughs> cool. Good. Good talk. Old man. Yeah. Thanks. So, <laughs> um, uh, series a little upset that Geralt didn't, uh, take her with him. Um, because he's like going to Sintra and she's, uh, that's her home. That's where she thinks that her fight is. Um, so right. yeah, don't, don't protect me. I, I, I'm fine. I'll be fine out there. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that kind of energy. Yeah. But, uh, so Bessemer takes her to the lamb and is talking about the mutagens and whatnot, tells her about Fainwed, uh, and basically, uh, like he tells her all the things about it without saying about her and kind of lets her decide on like or figure it out on her own, which I really liked that. Like he's not just telling her, you know, yeah, this is, this grew where you bled. Like he's like, yeah, this, this has been growing, uh, or, or this is how it's made. And series like, well, this has been growing all over the training course mm -hmm. where I've been, where I've bled. Like she, she figures that stuff out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I just, I, don't know, I just wanted to point out that cool teaching moment because he's not like doing everything for her, um, which obviously, I guess, good part of witcher training. They got to be able to make decisions on their own or figure things out on their own. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. they're part detective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or if in the case of witcher three, all detective, <laughs> all detective. Yeah. <laughs> got to turn on them witcher senses. Um, but tells her about how her blood can help create mutagens. Um, and she's obviously kind of conflicted, but she wants to, she still feels inadequate. Like she doesn't feel like she's capable enough yet. Um, so she tells him that she'll do it, but he has to use the mutagen on her first, um, which is, uh, yikes. Um, cause for people that don't know, uh, Women don't usually survive the mutations. Yeah. Um, Almost just, never. Yeah. Like 99.9999% like, of the time. Yeah. And there's like only a couple cases where there it's happened. Um, and that's the school of the cat because they actually figured out how to make that work. And, um, and in the, in the book universe, correct me if I'm wrong, this group doesn't even know about that. True. So they, they, as far as they're aware it, every I think every work. school kind of holds their mutagens like kind of close to the chest. Yeah. Um, so they, as far as they're concerned, it shouldn't work on her. 
Yeah. Um, so it's scary because uh, chances of her surviving are very slim. And also just a thing, because I thought about this while I was like watching the episode is like, because the witchers are changed on like a physio physiological, like right level. Yeah. So like who's to say that if he submitted her to the mutagens, it didn't change her blood enough to where it doesn't actually work anymore. Hmm. Cause like, sure. The elder blood is potent, but like if it changes you, like it changes your body and, and everything. So like, what if, what if it like tainted her blood to where she couldn't actually, you know? Yeah. So it, that one's a, I'm wondering if that would have even worked anyways, which it doesn't end up mattering <clears throat> because, uh, but yeah, so she says, you got to do it to me first. Um, they're kind of getting ready. Trish shows up. Um, Siri says she needs a moment before they start. Uh, Tris is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is like the coldest line from Bessemir. And he's like, she wants to be the first. It was her decision. And I was like, damn, Bessemir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing her words back in her face there, I guess. Uh, like, okay. So Tris kind of goes and finds Siri because she's very concerned about this for obvious reasons. Um, Siri, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Siri's kind of like determined. So Triss, instead of trying to like get her to not do it, she offers kind of an alternative with the Dol Dusha or the Valley of the Soul, which is kind of this like dream walking process mm -hmm. to kind of let her see into herself, <clears throat> or see into her soul, I guess. Um, and help her find the new truth kind of that she's looking for. Cause that's what serious thing is right now is that she needs to find a new truth. And she's hoping that the mutagen will help her do that. Um, so I don't know, new truth of death, maybe, cause that's probably what would have happened. <laughs> so they do yeah. a bunch of, uh, there's a whole lot of like a, this dream walking sequence, um, a whole lot of details that kind of look into like all of the different, aspects of siri like her good memories with the witchers memories of her family parents other things her childhood yeah her fears one, one thing here is that you do see uh calanthe from behind for the first time in this season in this mm -hmm. dream walking sequence which i thought was a way of them showcasing her without having to re bring in the original actress yeah. So I thought it was like a clever way of them going, okay, well, we can at least bring the character back in without having to bring the actress back in. But I was wrong because later on in the season, we actually get to see Calanthe again, the actress. So I was happily incorrect that they were cutting corners on this, you know? I, I assume that this specific episode, like because they brought in a lot of people for it obviously because we see mm -hmm. you know the thing i'm assuming that this episode was kind of maybe more at the heights of covid because like all of this recording pretty much took place during covid yeah um so it may have been a situation or maybe the actress just contracted it that and episode, couldn't go right. or something yeah right. so you know for a lot of careful things here um but so but yeah we do get to see her later which is cool um 
it, the biggest part of this whole thing is that the spell is going awry. Like it's not working right. Like series, like dream manifestations are interacting with her, which is not something they should be able to do. Almost from um, the beginning, Tris is like <laughs> eyes get big and she's like, this isn't supposed to be happening like this. And yeah. she just starts to freak out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get to see, uh, we see her parents. We see Pavetta and Dooney again. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Um, we find out that they were going to run away uh, in order to protect Siri because they didn't want people to find out about her because they knew uh, about the, uh, the elder blood. Um, and as we know, Calanthe hated elves. All of Centra, Centra hates elves. Um, the very racist, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they were going to run away, but they died. This is how they died. Um, luckily, Siri survived. Um, and then it moves into another area, some spooky forest, uh, and we get our first look at Lara Doran, mm-hmm. which is so cool so cool so for anyone that uh uh heard the beginning of the episode um with our nice little spooky prophecy thing yeah should uh, we play it again yeah let's play it again all right here here we go this is this is the sequence that we're talking about right here you will destroy them Elder blood, child of wrath, the time of contempt is nigh. The world will die amidst frost and be reborn of the new sun. Reborn of elder blood, of the seed that has been sown, a seed that will not sprout but will burst into flame. That's it. That's that's it. Um. So that's Laura Doran. Yep. Standing there with her elf ears and mm. blonde hair. Looks yep, very yep, similar to Siri. Hair. Yep. See that hair? Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is uh, this is uh, moving into Ithlene's prophecy territory, um, which is oh, God so good. The presentation of this whole thing was super cool and spooky too. Um, yeah, the white and, eyes, the the way the <clears throat> eyes are glazed over, and she's holding Tris and like Tris a up choke by the neck, grip. Yeah. yeah, like a Darth um, Vader chokehold. Yeah, yeah, and obviously the the spooky voice is going, and then we see we see these scary horse riders descending from the heavens. Mm-hmm. Um, which should I just say it, Tom? Should I just say what it is? I mean, we can we can go into it like uh, we're about at the end of the recap, so we might as well start into the discussion about this part of it. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the wild hunt, guys. It's the wild it's hunt the, comes it's, it's galloping that, out of the that sky. It's that wild hunt. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's going to be the name of my new funk funk band. Group. Yeah. So, uh, hey, hey y'all, a- welcome to the show. We're the wild hunt. I'm going to play bass in this band. It's going to be awesome. Uh, hello. Another three star. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, he tries too hard to be funny. Oh, my he tries God. too hard to be funny. Sorry. Guys. This is not me trying to be. This is just who I am, guys. I'm so sorry. All right. Let's uh, let's keep going. Uh, 
anyways, uh, <laughs> they come out of the dream sequence. Uh, Trace is freaking out. She's losing it. She's telling Siri that she's going to be the end of the world, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, Tris, yeah, it's not nice. Siri's already got a lot of weight on her shoulders. She's, not, she's just a kid. Oh, you don't want to drop yeah, that on her. Not a good move. Um, the last part we see is that Vesemir is about to go through with the mutations. He's hesitating a little bit. Luckily, Geralt shows up and... Mm-hmm. Uh, tells them that this ain't going to happen. Also, Siri, uh, oh, why do you even want to do this? Like, you, you may think that you're not good enough, but you're definitely good enough. You're definitely more than good enough. Right, um, right. You don't need that- Witcher stuff when you got, like, you know, Destiny Child elder blood power like when you've got destiny's it. child on your side <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so yeah he shows up and we kind of get that that dad Geralt moment again yeah um, and this to, and, th- and to pause here this is one of those moments where fast traveling from one location to another can make sense because he was just with istrid who could have opened up a portal and just sent him back yeah. And he was obviously very, uh, I think, I think it shows a little bit of a part. He like kind of figures. So the crazy stuff happened on Geralt's side with Siri in the dream sequence. Like right. she was freaking out, right. calling for him. He could hear her. Right. She, and then her scream somehow made this monster. Um, yep out of the the monolith so he's like open a portal i gotta go yeah now. yeah this totally could have been off camera he could have looked at istrid and been like istrid open a portal care more now i need to go and istrid could have been like all right all right here and then gone because istrid can do that we know that he he, he freaking taught yen how to open portals right yep. like there i mean this this episode doesn't have any of those weird like inconsistencies that that show up in any of the other episodes this episode is so is so it works so well and and fits together like it all of these little pieces are knit together really well Mm. well that's pretty much it for the recap and i want to immediately jump into the the talking about it because obviously there's it's yeah. a big thing in the room right now. Right. Kathleen's prophecy. Yeah, let's talk uh, about that because that's the, that's the big discussion on the backside of this episode is the prophecy. So w- w- so where do we go with this? What do we talk about with the prophecy? I know you're well, itching. You're itching on this. What I want to talk about first, first and foremost, is that we called it. Yeah. We called it. We looked at the runes uh-huh. on the trailers. Uh-huh. And there was words that had something to do with frost and like cold and contempt. Like we saw a couple words, bam, here it is. It's all coming to fruition. I'm pointing behind me for no reason in particular. (laughs) I'm like, what is back there? My metaphor, (laughs) my my mental cork board hangs like right there next Ah. to my little Witcher banner. That's what it is. Okay. I I don't know why I'm pointing back there. But yes, I I feel like, and granted, they gave us clues. They gave us clues, but I feel like you know the time, the time and effort that I put into researching, one decoding this stuff, mm-hmm. finding the way to decode this stuff, and translating the words, uh, it, it feels like a payoff for me. So that's that's my main thing. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, Ithleen's prophecy, the coming of the White Frost, um, and how Siri is the the child of contempt or the time of contempt has started in series. She's not the child of contempt. She's, she's the, not the child of contempt. Well, she's one of Tristan's Destiny's ch- children. Maybe. Child's de- <clears throat> Destiny's child. Yeah. Um, 
but she's the child of the elder blood of the <laughs> child of chaos um and basically uh this the this is kind of are you, you have weird ghosts in your room what's going on i think, my, I think my cats are trying to get inside uh, <laughs> I, was okay. like, I heard like a weird thing i was like what the hell is happening <laughs> um the wild hunt is coming for me guys i know too much uh, no um uh, yeah uh, if i have to go immediately you know why um danger but no uh yeah so this is kind of the big deal this is this is series like true destiny coming to fruition um you know and coming from the mouth of lara doran herself too which is insane as we know there's i guess as as some of you may not know she is the progenitor is that i want to use that word is that the correct word here the progenitor the originator line uh the 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 person that (laughs) istrid was not able to find on that family tree but is the reason for all of this um now is this the deathless mother projecting laura doran as a way of manipulating siri or is this like laura doran showing up in the visions because this is a soul journey or valley of the soul or whatever it is that triss is casted like like that's the one question i have from this episode is what things are the deathless mother manipulating things and what things are like the remnants of her soul and like her her blood and her destiny and and those things like speaking through because the deathless mother does seem to be able to like manipulate people at a distance yeah she, i don't think she's she hasn't really like sunk her claws into siri yet i don't feel like mm-hmm. um but like and this is this is from series like blood like her blood leads back to this point right and this has always been her this and i, I this is i guess where you start getting a little bit more meta e as i kind of divulge from this this year because obviously this is this is existent in all forms of the witcher this mm-hmm. prophecy for siri and as for for specifically the netflix show the deathless mother is unique to that she is not she's not like present in the other media but this is always part of it and granted uh, i feel like maybe the deathless mother was manipulating tris in this moment Okay, because because like, Laura Doran in this scene is very threatening. She's not she she's not acting in the way that you would have like an ancestor act, you know, a loving, you know, like, oh, this is my family line and I'm, you know, warning you of things to come, my child, like that kind of thing. She's mm-hmm. scary and threatening and she's holding Triss up by her neck, which makes me think that like the image of Laura Doran is being manipulated by the deathless mother in a way that is supposed to freak Siri out in order to make sure that the worst case scenario of the prophecy comes true rather than the best case of the scenario of the prophecy. Well, I think, 
I don't think in this situation, and this is from, I think, other things that we see later in later episodes, uh, which I don't want to talk about too much until we get to those episodes. Mm -hmm. But uh, the the Deathless Mother, it seems like with how, even with how awful, like she seems in this whole thing, that she was really only using Siri as a means of getting back to where she wanted to go. Mm hmm. Like but that. she also fed off of like the agony of other people. That's true. She did like she gained power off of like people suffering and those yeah. kinds of things. So no, I, I, it's hard to tell because I don't like we normally see the very obvious like evidence of the deathless mother manipulating things like with all with Yennefer, like she's talking to her. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um but with this, I wasn't sure if it's a sense of maybe the Deathless Mother's manipulating the spell to work improperly, right. or if <clears throat> because Siri is a source that like she has so much like magic like held within, um, that even though she can't use it, she's still a source of chaos. Right. And if like because Triss cast the spell on on Siri, if like basically how the spell would normally work because it's being so flooded. Cause as we know, if you put too much chaos into something, things go really badly of like her, like series, like it's overwhelming. It's reservoir. It's, too basically. Much. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's overflowing with chaos. And so therefore the spell is now erupting forth in a way that is extreme. Yeah. Yeah, so I get, I get um, where you're going with that. Yeah, it's it's an interesting I mean, either way. It's you know, it's spooky. It's cool. Uh, it fills in the blanks. And, you know, I don't know. It, it, it sets up the big the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is this is really like the beginning of all of this. So like if you're unfamiliar with any of like the Witcher, like other forms of Witcher media that kind of goes into this more like we're only just starting this is, <laughs> this is barely this like is the beginning yeah yeah like we still have the rest of the mountain to trek like this so we just barely made our first few steps here so yeah. uh yeah. Oh, yeah cool so anything else you want to dig into so uh i appreciate this episode for finally giving us more i guess I feel like uh, this is something that they've been doing so good this season is giving us that little bit of information here and there without overwhelming us. Mm -hmm. So this episode we got to see from like multiple sources um, about the conjunction and how the conjunction worked, um, which is uh, for, for anyone who hasn't uh, listened to like our very first episode, um, we go over this, but the conjunction of spheres is essentially the big bang theory of the Witcher universe, where all of the different worlds uh, collided into this one uh, and basically dropped off humans, dropped off monsters. The collision itself formed chaos. So people could use magic. Like this is the, the creation story right. for the Witcher universe of everything, um, but the elves and, and the, the continent that was there beforehand. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's, the dwarves and the gnomes and whoever else. Halflings. Halflings. Um, the, 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 the races that existed and the, the animals and things that were there beforehand. But this is this is what turned that seemingly normal world of those races and those animals and, and, and things into a world of monsters and men and magic. 
So I, I definitely appreciate them for, you know, kind of going into it and even kind of, uh, uh, like, having their own like special thing along with it because the monoliths aren't really a significant aspect in the other forms of the media like this is kind of a big thing i guess they, they needed a reason to have history around more um, <laughs> yeah well it also gave us a visual uh a visual aid for understanding a place to go like mm-hmm. in, in a visual medium that those kinds of things help yeah and it does lead up to stuff that happens in the final episode um with this. So yeah, having that, that source, uh, and, and also giving us that sense of like connecting to the other worlds, because as, as we know from the other stuff, the other worlds do still exist. Like there are other worlds, uh, and we know like big old spoiler for people, the lady or series, the lady of space and time, and she can travel dimensions because of her power. So like, setting up for that too like having all of this set up essentially for the future seasons when they will undoubtedly go more in depth with all of this and that's that's going to be nuts when they when they break into that stuff man that's going to be exciting yeah so uh and yeah the, the final note i have on the outline is that all the pieces begin to connect yeah so we start yeah. we have yennefer connecting to siri with a purpose um and the uh Geralt's and, and Siri kind of having a reason to go elsewhere because at the end of their part they're she's packing up for something they're going somewhere so uh kind of seeing all of the the, the lines getting to the point where they're going to converge here yeah um so cool Oh, all the man. This is this is a great episode. I really like this one. Um, Mm -hmm. Lots of lots of good moments. Lots of good situations between uh, different individuals. We finally get Rion's doing some cool, fiery, creepy stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Good character moments. Good lore moments. I mean, there's a lore cast, but, you know, we love that stuff. But um a good justification for things going kind of in their own ways with the the show rather than the books, which, you know, some people, of course, aren't as into that. But I think I think they justify it pretty well in this episode. Some of those decisions. Um, what do you think? We got we got to rate the show. What do you think on this one? I, you went first. I last time I did go first. Should I go, I go first this time? Yeah, go ahead. I think this is a solid nine. I think it's solid oh, nine. Really? I, I, really? I really enjoyed this one. I think that there's there's my complaints are few and far between. I still think it's a weird. I mean, I know we discussed this previously. It's still a little bit weird that Vesemir was as willing and seemingly manipulative of letting Siri decide to go ahead and with the whole Witcher mutagen thing. But I think that they just, I, I think it was one of those things where they're setting up the audience to be like on edge about it without really explaining the whole like it doesn't really work for women thing. Um, I think if you don't know that it plays out better, like if you imagine that you don't know that it doesn't work, then it feels like a plot point where you're going, well, she wants to be a witcher. Okay. She's willing to take the risk knowing that it's, if if you, if, if you, if in this world, the risk is the same for anybody, regardless of their gender, then, or, or their sex, you know, like then that's fine. Then it kind of, it kind of works out. But if you come into it with that knowledge that like it doesn't really work for women at all, it kind of falls apart. 
So yeah, I think you have to, if, if you take it into the consideration that this is a different version of the universe and maybe it can work for women, it kind of makes that work out a little bit. And you can see why Vesemir would justify it because he's interested in having other witchers because witchers are dying out. And he thinks that that's an important thing because he's yeah. devoted his life to it. So uh, you get some justification there. So uh, I think it's solid nine. It was enjoyable. I like this episode. Yeah. I, I, and I, that does kind of get into a little bit of a, a theory that I've always held is that uh, if any, if any female was going to survive the mutagens, I think Siri would mm-hmm. like, honestly speaking, I think that her blood is so strong that honestly, I'm not even sure that the witcher mutagens would affect her. Yeah, I feel maybe like, they're just I null. feel like her elder blood would just burn it away. Like be like, nah, 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 I don't nope. need that. Get Mm-mm. that out of here. Mm-mm. The chaos like, would just like like just nullify it. Just yeah. I, I but I've always thought that like if she was to be submitted to the mutagens, regardless of what happens, I think she would live. I think yeah. she would live for sure. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't need them, so it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Like she does not need them. Um yeah. so what do you think? No half points. No half no half points. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 10. It gets a 10. Wow. I'm going to give it a 10. It's a perfect episode. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Even with, like, even with all I the Istrid the stuff is a little even weird. Even with all the Istrid monolith stuff. <laughs> I just think it's a funny gag at this no, point. No, it is. It is he a funny does, gag. He's like so one, like one mind about right. monoliths. Right. No, uh, he's, he, I, he's a good character. Like I, I like Istrid. He's cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like that we get like a super nerd in the story. Like that's, that's great. We get somebody mm-hmm. who's just like, I need to learn more about this. And that, like, like, that's like, that's awesome. And you know, he's fairly capable on his own too. You know, he's just kind of a yeah. big dork, but he's like standing up against Stregobor and stuff. And that happened in previous episode, but you know, like, He's kind of noble for being a big dork. That's great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I like it. But yeah, so I know there's a little bit of weird stuff here, but I think given the importance of all the like elements of this episode, I gotta give it a 10. All right. Perfect 10. Perfect 10. Man. <sighs> all right. A nine and a 10. It's a good episode. Obviously, good episode. If you haven't seen it, why are you? Why did you? Why did you listen this far already? <laughs> what are you should have Go watch the show. Watch the show first. What are you, and then don't listen come first. Listen. Yeah, you're back, but at this point, it's too late. But you should still watch it anyways. Go watch it. Go watch it again. Just go watch it a second time. Um, I definitely watched it or more than once. <laughs> go back and listen to the episode. You can just listen to the episode again. You can do that too. Um, but thank you everybody for tuning in, listening to this episode. And uh, thank you for our patrons again. You guys are awesome. Thank you to the community. Everybody who helps out supporting the show. You guys are the best. And um, we'll be back next week with another episode talking about Episode six, we're getting close to the end of the season, and then we will be back to other lore episodes, digging into monsters and all sorts of other details mm-hmm. underneath the, the stories and, and maybe even some more book details to get underneath some of the things that are significantly different. So we'll see. We'll, we'll get there eventually. It's only a few weeks away. And uh, until then, Toasty, do you have anything you want to shout out? Anything else going on? Uh, follow us on Twitter. What's your lore cast? Um, all right. That's basically it for that <laughs> i don't yeah. have really anything else going on right now um hopefully uh, next week i'll be a real happy camper 
uh, after my adventures but <laughs> yeah yeah well good good luck with everything and um you guys know where all my stuff is robotsradio.net you can join me on my uh twitter on my twitter you can send me messages on my twitter at robots underscore radio you can come hang out with me during my live streams every night of the week except for saturdays for either podcasts like this one which happens on monday nights uh eastern time so 9 p.m eastern or 6 p.m pacific or other podcasts that i do the other lore casts for like fallout and elder scrolls and mass effect and that kind of stuff or on the nights that i don't have podcasts i'll be playing video games with the community and we now have a minecraft server i polled the community about a game that we can have a persistent world in and minecraft won the poll so i forked out the money got us a minecraft server and we've got some awesome people in our community who are now building out the minecraft server i've got a bunch of plugins for leveling up and doing all sorts of fun things in the server so if you play minecraft and want to come join us then check out the robots radio discord you just gotta search for robots radio discord or click the link in the show notes and there is a channel on the discord with information on how to join our server everybody's welcome and you can come hang out with us on there and uh Again, I'll be streaming that and some other things during the week and the evenings. You're welcome to come hang out with us on there, too. The community is awesome. Toasty, don't you think the community is like the nicest corner of the Internet? Everybody's super cool. Surprisingly, I don't know how I don't know how a community can exist on the Internet and be this cool. But right. It's like uh, somehow it happens. Every so often we'll get somebody who's just kind of toxic, but they don't stick around. They just like they most of the time they'll just leave on their own. They're just like, okay, this is not the place for me. Cannot thrive in a place of such utter light and brightness. Yeah, and genuine, genuine nosity, gen, words. Gen, what? What? What is? It doesn't matter. I don't know. Genuine energy. How about that? There you go. There you go. Yeah. But anyway, we'd love to have you join us or or send us messages on the Robots Radio Discord about what you thought about this episode and the uh, episode of The Witcher and anything else. We'd love to talk with you about whatever you would like. Just come join us. We'd love to have new people join our community and we'd like to get to know you. All right. That's what we got for this episode. We'll see you again next week. And until then, Toasty. Stay safe on the path. All right, everybody. See you later. Thanks for tuning in to The Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.